show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome, welcome back to the Healthcare Wrap. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and I'm here with Peter B. Hey, how you doing, Jared? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Well, well, I'm just coming out a little bit of uh, being laid up for a little bit there, but uh, I think I'm back to normal again. It's nice to hear that voice at pretty much full strength by the sound of it. It wasn't before, but it uh, it's almost back. You know, it's interesting. I we get back from, I moved from Wisconsin to Arizona, and I get some kind of sickness here that I never got in Wisconsin, and I think I should have gotten in Wisconsin, but now I get it here in Arizona. So it is crazy, but you know what? We're all good. So I'm looking forward to doing this podcast with you. Well, the timing was good because we actually had some really fun activities and events going on at the workplace this last week. Yeah. If you didn't have it at your hospital, you were probably under a rock. It was hospital week. A lot of great stuff happening across the nation. And this is one of those weeks where, you know, kind of hearkening back to one of our previous podcasts, where, you know, this is an opportunity where you can make your doctors, surgeons, MAs, any clinical staff, even non-clinical staff for that matter. In fact, a lot of them aren't clinical staff. They might just be volunteers. They could be anything. These are where these people become ambassadors and they step up and they can show you kind of the other side of what it looks like to work at a hospital. And I think any hospital or hospital system that took their opportunity to kind of celebrate this week and kind of reach out and have those people become ambassadors of that particular system, then I think you did a a really good job. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what other uh, systems might have done uh, across the U.S. But I know here we had a really great, great opportunity, and and I know a lot of people knocked it out of the park, so kudos to them. Yeah, is there a place that people, if they want to share with us what they did for Hospital Week, is there a way for them to tell us? Uh, You can tell. It it is at... Healthcare wrap on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yes, <laughs> we always well, look, always look at each other. That. Right, right. right. That's like, what we yeah. do. At healthcare wrap on Twitter or healthcarewrap.com. You got it. You got it. So th- please share it with us because we're getting a lot of good feedback from you guys. And in fact, some of the times we're even using some of that to um, kind of fix our next podcast up and you know figure out what we want to talk about next. So please keep the feedback coming. We really appreciate it. We've had some really good opportunities to engage with folks lately, and uh, thank you for your comments, thank you for your reviews, and thanks for just tuning in one way or the other. So we're going to move right along to our rap battle for today. All right. Our topic today, I think, is one that's interesting because, you know, we like to talk about technology. We like to talk about a lot of buzzwords around here, and those things will not help us today. No. Technology will not help us today because we're talking about creating a culture of innovation, and this doesn't mean 
anything that you can throw technology at that will help. We're talking about really operationally within a team, how you can create a culture of innovation within a marketing team. And that's our rap battle today. So why don't we get into it? Let's do this. Rap battle. So rap battle is our segment where we do battle against an assumption that's been kind of keeping the status quo, the status quo in healthcare. It's been an assumption about marketing or technology or anything related to those things that really been holding us back, we feel like. And there are things that we either just assume are always going to be the case or things that we really don't feel like we know how to change. And so our goal here is to try to change, try to build some momentum to shift, to really topple over those assumptions. So today's assumption is that, I'm going to say there's kind of two of them that we're doing battle against. One is that you can throw technology at a marketing team and that will make them more innovative. Mm -hmm. And the other one is that marketing doesn't need to be innovative. They should just keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, and I think that first one, you know, you know, there's so many more dashboards and pieces of software that have come out, and they're amazing. Um, some of them are really great, but I still think that a piece of technology is kind of just the price of entry. After that, it, you have to use your God-given knowledge and understanding your strategy and your objectives and your goals. So once you have all of those things in place, then the dashboard is usable. It's not a silver bullet is really what we're trying to say. You have to have the knowledge going in or plug that knowledge in. That dashboard or that piece of software is not going to simply pull that out of midair. Agreed. So let's talk about safety and comfort for a minute because those are nice, easy places that marketers can live. And marketing, communications, PR, we usually kind of roll these things into one because a lot of times roles overlap these days. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about safety and comfort, here's what I mean. Are we marketing backwards or are we marketing forward? Marketing backward, in my mind, means we are taking a look at what we've always done and we say we've advertised in certain channels or we've even spent a certain amount of our budget on advertising, period, and that that's the safe place to go. We know what we can expect as far as ROI goes. We know we're still going to have to answer that challenge of attribution, of really what was the result of marketing. Did those things actually bring more patients into a clinic or did more providers buy a certain piece of technology or implement a type of information or a a tool from a health IT vendor because of all these little touch points that we've always had? Or really, is it just the fact that we don't know what else to do? Are we marketing backwards and looking at how we've always done it? Or are we marketing forwards? And here's what that means in my mind. Marketing forward means something very clear. It means that we are looking ahead to what early adopters are doing And we are either trying to follow suit, but we use them as the example. We're seeing how others have kind of launched into orbit and they've tried new things. And we are either looking for a place that we can do the same thing and maybe do it better, or we can be the first in our region or our type of environment to do it, or we are looking for things that no one is doing that we can be the first or we can be the best. And that's marketing forward. Instead of being safe and comfortable where we've always been, it's a totally different mindset. And it's where we tend to be uncomfortable because how easy is it to get buy-in for a, a totally new way of spending marketing dollars? How easy is it to convince a team that's always done things a certain way that's even set up to do certain things in certain channels to all of a sudden just be be agile and nimble and one day, hey, we're actually changing all those, some of those channels or we're changing the messaging or we're changing our approach. And yet that's what has to happen. You know, and I can't agree with you more. I think I've been successful in my career because of that. 
And I didn't even really know I was marketing forward. I, and, I, and I love that term. But I think also a big portion of marketing forward is you need to have the structure, if you will, in your organization that allows it. There is a kind of a, a chain of command, if you will. And a lot of times there has to be high-level buy-in, top-level buy-in for that. And I think where I was successful was, yes, okay, I got the idea or I had a spark of an idea from something that I saw where I could figure out where we would be the first very early adopter. But what it really came down to in many of the instances was that I had a manager that was willing to take that opportunity, that was willing to fail fast or you know, or just take an educated risk based on, you know, you, you still had to do your homework, you know, you know, what are the objectives and the goals? And then at that point, my managers over those situations was like, yes, go for it. And I, I've said this before to you. I said, make red lights yellow and make yellow lights green. And I, that is like one of my favorite mantras. So make those, those red lights, those people that are just, you know, staunch, dug their heels in, Make them get to that point where they're like yellow, where they're like, no, oh, maybe this could work. And maybe and make those people that were like, yeah, maybe this could work to become what we've been saying is make them become your ambassadors. Make those people your people that are waving the flag for you. And that is what has got me my success over the years. So if you're a manager or a director listening to this, you could be you could be sitting on the difference of how to change your healthcare system or the marketing of your healthcare system based on somebody's great idea. And sometimes it sounds crazy, but if they can give you the information of why they got to that crazy idea, you should hear them out. I really think that's a good point. I think we have to think of it, and and a lot of times we'll get stuck at, well, that was a flat no. I proposed it, and it was a no. And then we go back and just say, well, maybe we'll just go back to the status quo. We'll keep doing what we've been doing. We know that's what works, and that's where everyone's comfortable. And so we, we can also torpedo ideas by playing it safe again when we keep thinking, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? Here are all the ways this can go wrong. And once somebody tried this five years ago and it went wrong, when we think that way, we literally shut off that part of our brain that is responsible for innovation. Right. We shut it off. We don't even allow ourselves to think about what if this goes right? What could be the potential there? It's something I love just getting people to think about. Too often we think about what if this goes wrong, and we've got to think about what if this goes right. Is that opportunity greater than the risk? And first off, can you mitigate that risk and not make it such a red light, like you were saying, Peter? Right. You know, why does it have to be a red light? Why can't we push that envelope a little bit? We will never launch into orbit. I mean, it's kind of this concept of gravity. We'll always stay close to the surface. We'll never launch into orbit and do something new if we don't think that way. Use that in your thinking when you do something like this, when you're trying to be um, novel and you're trying to push the envelope a little bit. You know, if it's five parts of something, what if just one part failed and the other four were hugely positive? And it's okay to fail, too. Realize there are hills, there are levels of uh, acceptance for failure. So there's cliches, you know, up and down, backwards and forwards, but I think the key here is to market forward but be willing to take that, that chance. Yeah, so part of that, I think, if we can boil that down into a few takeaways, the first one would be you're not going to win by throwing technology at an innovation gap. Right. Technology isn't going to do that for you. It doesn't give you ideas. It helps you do things more efficiently that you're already doing. Yeah. Learn your world to get the ideas. Yeah. Learn your business, and then the ideas will come. Yeah, and part of it really is looking to 
what other people are doing. So you're doing some competitive research. There's another takeaway. Got to do your competitive research at any level. That doesn't mean I don't have any fancy matrix way of doing it, but I literally go out there and spend time just looking at what other people are doing. I attend conferences. I learn what others are doing, what's been successful. I learn from that. And part of that competitive research is to see what other people are doing that we might be able to, like we were talking about earlier, like what we might be able to do either the best in our area or the best in our field. We can kind of follow that orbit that somebody else has launched into. But the other side of competitive research is to see what nobody is doing. I don't know enough people are doing that. Yeah. Hey, no one's doing this. We could be the first ones. We could, be, we could do it better than them. We can make a name for ourselves. We could do this. Because I'm telling you, if we just think, hey, let's just keep creating content. Let's just keep sending out e-blasts. Let's keep creating more newsletters. Let's keep just doing stuff, throwing press releases out there. If that's all we're doing, if that we're literally marketing for marketing's sake, I'm telling you, there's enough healthcare content out there. We don't need any more Me Too content. And content's usually where my mind goes because I, I've seen the value of it. I've seen how content can literally make people healthier and save people's lives yeah. if it's done right. So I tend to go there, but that's not the only way that we can market forward. Right. No, I... Completely agree with you. Well, very well said. I guess maybe like one other takeaway then might be just taking a good long look at your own content. And if this takes somebody besides you, like if you're the one who's responsible for content marketing and or social media content, wherever, wherever you do it, if you have a, you know, a blog or a podcast or, you know, video <laughs> yeah. series, uh, uh, whatever format your content is in, don't let that keep you from doing this exercise. Take a long, long, hard look at, at your content how it's performing, use that to propel you into thinking what you can do better and what you can do differently than everyone else. There are not enough people in healthcare taking calculated risks on the content that we're creating. Everyone's just telling the same tired old story now. You know, that's interesting. I, I like that you're bringing up and, and you used a key word there and that was healthcare marketing. Healthcare marketing has been long, longing, I think, for people to move it forward. It's a slow moving industry in terms of marketing. I think because of the compliance issues and the, the HIPAA issues, there are definitely a lot of I's to dot and T's to cross. But I think if you can do that and you develop the relationships that you need, you'll find, I think, that people are very willing to tell their story. And certainly doctors are, right? They want to be able to tell their story. But I think it could be a faster-moving industry than a lot of people think. But I just wanted to throw that out there because I think from, from me working in it a while, I never felt like that was a huge impediment or hurdle for me. It just was one of those things where, well, I, I had to make sure I had all my forms signed and, and things like that. And then on the technology side, if we look at like health IT vendors who are out there who are you know, providing an EHR or yeah. any technology related to it, a patient portal, my goodness, there are all sorts of patient engagement solutions out there these days. If we look at the medical device side, the technology side, there are so many other angles out here besides even just the care center itself, the uh, the clinic or the hospital or the health right. system. We're all parts in the same system, and we all have to do with the care that's being delivered at one point or another, where it's, whether it's in the clinic or not. And so there's the data that's driving it. There's the technology that's providing that data. And if those in the technology and health IT side were not looking innovatively to solve problems, to simplify things, to make healthcare easier and better at the end of the day, we wouldn't be anywhere close to where we are now. Right. I'm not saying it's perfect, but take a look at you know long-term, long-term, 10, 15, 20 years ago, could you imagine that healthcare is happening the way it is now? I don't think anyone could. 
except those who actually actively sought out ways to innovate. So I think even those on the hospital side, we can learn a lot from those on the technology side. Well, that all has to do with the same thing, doesn't it? Just ultimately thinking of things differently, marketing forward, innovating forward, and going from there. Yep, I agree. Marketing forward. I love it. Hashtag marketing forward. Write us something, tell us something, and hashtag it marketing forward. (laughs) Copyright 2018. Yes. <laughs> right? We got it. We got it. The, the healthcare rep. Uh, yeah, there we go. Very well. Well, uh, I'm going to say this is episode eight, which we failed to mention. Um, I'm going to say the score is Jared and Peter, eight, rap battle, uh, zero. We're, we're pitching a, a perfect game, as of many perfect games are right here. Uh, that was our, that'll be our final outro. Congrats to James Paxton for throwing a no-hitter, big, big maple from the uh, Mariners not too long ago. So it's yeah. always great to see a, a, a no-hitter being tossed. And when you brought up a 8-0, I'm loving that. So, um, yeah, I agree. I'm so happy to be doing this with you. I am loving the feedback from you guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I feel like that's another rap battle in the bag. So let's, let's close this out here a little bit with a little bit of freestyle. Yeah, let's do that. So freestyle is our segment where we try to build some empathy for others involved in, I don't even like to use the word system anymore, just in healthcare, in the industry, in what we do. There's so many more than just hospital marketers or health IT marketers, technology marketers. There's so many other people out there and we are too often guilty of not even considering things from those perspectives. And the more we do that, we've seen the progress that that helps make. So in the name of innovation and marketing forward and things today, some freestyle might just do us justice. So uh, the topic would be marketing innovation, and we're going to look at it from the standpoint of a couple of different folks. We usually do the little, let's find that top hat. Oh, here it is. There you go. All right. So we will look at a couple of different points of view, and we'll each have two minutes to elaborate on that just off the top of our heads. Okay. Freestyle. I'm so, a little nervous about this one. All right, all right. So, Peter, you'll well, you'll get first shot. Like, okay. what this first one is, and then if you if you want to use that one, or you want to go to the second one, okay, it's your call. All so, right. all right, we're gonna pull this one out of the hat. Okay. Let's unfold yeah. that. All right. Got it. What do you got? Marketing director or ah. or CMO, uh, Chief Marketing Officer. Okay. And so we're we're talking about how giving up the brand can help us actually. Let's just talk about how how to market more innovatively. Oh, market more innovative. Okay. So do you want that one or do you want, we can do another one. I'll take the other one. You start with this one. Okay. Marketing director or, okay. or CMO. We'll lump that together. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So let's go. We're going to do. I've been going first anyways lately. So I think it's your, your time now. Good call. All right. <laughs> I can handle that. I'm going to go two minutes. All right. Ready. Starting now. Go for it. So we'll just lump this into senior marketing executive, the CMO or VP or whoever the highest ranking marketing official is in the organization. Innovation can be a tricky thing. The most important thing that this person can do is to support the team, to support ideas when they do come up organically, to not come across with this air of we've got to keep everything moving and then we're just going to keep piling on other things because then everyone gets burnt out. But from the sake of that, the CMO, really the CMO is responsible for driving growth and driving revenue. So you can't just sit here and from the rank and file, you know, we can't just sit here and gripe that, hey, the, our marketing leader isn't harvesting these ideas and helping us be innovative enough. We have to realize what they're accountable for. And they are usually accountable with numbers. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> growth numbers. And so when we talk about branding, when we talk about, hey, this would be a cool story to tell, okay, well, what is that story worth? You know, yeah. By putting ourselves in that situation, in that perspective, we realize, no wonder the CMO is asking me to put a recommendation together, to do a little pro forma, to estimate what we think the result will be instead of just saying, this is cool. I heard it at a conference. That's cool. We ought to do that. You know we ought to. It's the right thing. Yeah, the right thing only gets you so far yeah. with the CMO. So there's really some middle ground there, but at the end of the day, it's it can be really too easy to just you know latch onto excuses and say, I, I don't get it. There's a little disconnect between what I'm being asked to do and what I know could be an innovative thing for us. Yeah. Okay, well, in that case, put a proposal together. Put some numbers behind it. That's where you would mark it backward. Oh, my time's over. Look at that. Look at that. But you were like you were you were uh, you were finishing up anyway, so that's good. Okay, so all yeah, all I'll say is that's where you could look at data and use that to make a case. I agree. All right, so now All right, so let's see. Here's the next one. What is this? Chief financial officer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't I don't know if that's any easier. Yikes. So it's it's about how being innovative is something that's important for the chief financial officer. How does the CFO look at oh, yes. doing new things with marketing? Well, I'll, I can use some, ex, some experience with that. So, yeah. All right. So the, the, the chief financial officer may have a, an opinion on it where the first question he is going to ask is, is this going to make us money? Because that's what the chief financial officer is job one is. But I think it's important that in a situation, if you are coming up with these ideas and you are having to put them in front of a CFO, to have taken the time to do your homework. Uh, kind of similar to what you said is, Data certainly helps in these situations. They're not worried about, uh, CFO's not worried about what it's going to look like, what channels you're going to put it on. They're more worried about, okay, if you reach this amount of people, what, how many consults is this going to create? And then from those consults, how many surgeries are, gonna, are we going to get after that? So talking in that person's language is hugely important. Uh, again, so it's almost two different pr- proposals. I think your point was the proposal to a, a CMO They have to understand kind of what the marketing background is on it. So the competition, where we're going to place this ad or, you know, market on on social media, or is it going to be a billboard? Those are things that are important to the CMO. But for the CFO, is it going to reach the bottom line? And I think that's important too. So there's some homework that has to be done there too, because why would you pick uh, an area that is already in the black, highly in the black? So there is, again, some, I guess, some internal uh, homework that you're going to need to do to find out, okay, how can I help an area that truly may need some help? So I think, again, back to what you were saying, data is the key to making sure that your your marketing is on, right? Yeah, and not only that, but you nailed it on I the was time. at one second, I saw that. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. I mean, it really does come back to what we've been saying through this whole thing and through all these podcasts is, uh, I think gone are the days of just I'm just going to do this because I want to do this. And again, you don't have to be some kind of a rocket scientist. And you don't have to write up proposals or, or briefs that are 75 pages long or make PowerPoints that have you know things springing out. It's just getting the, the main information up there first, why this needs to be done, and what it, how is it going to help the institution from a number of different standpoints. Is that kind of where you're landing on this too? I feel like, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we just have to bridge this gap and not allow ourselves to be just blocked by the thought of, oh, well, someone doesn't get it, and I'm just going to let that fester by itself. We all want marketing su- to succeed. We all want healthcare to get better. Right. 
So if we recognize that place, then we're going to be driven, we're going to be motivated to find new things to do, and we're not going to settle for the way we've marketed in the past. And we'll keep coming back to that. I think you're exactly right. And I love the fact that you say, too, that don't always turn back away when you hear a no. It might be a no to this version, but maybe there's 1.2 or 2.4 coming up. So just always remember that it doesn't always have to be a no. You can go back to the drawing board and restate, relook, remold. Don't always just go and take a no as a flat no. I like that. And that's a perfect place to end here because do you want this podcast to end? Well, no. But it's time. Beautiful. It's time. That, was beautiful. that wasn't the best pivot I've ever done, but. Oh, I liked it. It was good. It was good. I'll take it. But we'll give that a shot. Yes. But we do want to thank everyone for listening to us yes. again. I mean, episode eight. I mean, we're all becoming pretty good friends here. Yes. We appreciate the family around the mic. It's all good. <laughs> well, on behalf of Peter and myself, we're going to say thanks again. Seriously, check us out at Healthcare Rap on Twitter. Find us on LinkedIn. We both love engaging with people there. And look on healthcarerap.com for a full archive of episodes. And again, on behalf of Peter and myself, thanks for tuning in. And that's a wrap. <laughs>